welcome to another edition of Cloud Unfiltered. This is a special edition live from KubeCon. And today is again, you know, one of my favorite guests, Sebastian from Trigger Mesh. And, <laughs> yeah. and we are wearing our, you know, we are wearing our cards here. How's that look in the, in the shot there? That's, you know, it's just so that we look cool. It's anyway. looking, looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, it's going to be a blast. I look forward to talking with you. Yeah. No, I'm same here. You know, I, first of all, this area is, is the area that I'm most interested in. So anything that has to do with, you know, eventing, FAS, Kubernetes, you know, uh, micro VMs is the new thing that I'm, that I'm just trying to research and, and trying to get into. But it's always interesting talking to you because you have such cool things going on and I just, I love what you guys do. So, um, you know, I only ask people that come on that are either really interesting or, and or do really interesting stuff. Okay, yeah, thanks. And you do both, <laughs> I, I find you both, so, so it's, it's great. Um, so cool. tell me what's going on with, the, with um, you know, the whole eventing kind of, um, you know, landscape, let's say. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we're just talking about it, you know, serverless, what is it, the compute side, the event side, and definitely for us, it's, uh, it's more the event side. So we're really focused on, you know, what triggers the execution of functions. Yes. Uh, and, you know, in that realm, you know, if you're more familiar with Google and, uh, and AWS, then it's, you know, uh, EventBridge, it's Google Event Arc, right? And you, and you see that what people are trying to do is really to say, hey, I have events in this service, like, you know, Kinesis, or I have events in S3, and I want to trigger execution of a function, right? So that's really what we're doing uh, for people who want to do this on-prem, Right or you know other events that are not Google or AWS, you know, could be as I said, you know, WebEx events or you know Cisco intersite events, and and you want to trigger some type of you know event flow. Right? So let's just break it down for for you know a lot of the listeners and and people out there because I think there's probably some confusion of or or where the overlap is between something like FAS and eventing. So you know I think they're very close, but I think. Eventing, in my mind, eventing could be more than fast because it doesn't just have to be fast. It could be, let's hook into an API, let's hook into a service, let's hook into other things. So tell me yeah. if I'm right or wrong or, or just, you no, know. No, 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 you're, you're, <laughs> no, no, you're totally right. So, you know, that's why, you know, definitions can be extremely confusing, right? Yeah. So what is serverless? But, you know, without, you know, wasting 30 minutes yeah. on a definition, <laughs> uh, you know, we can just, you know, say, hey, when you look at Lambda, and I think I mentioned that you know before, but you have the FAS portion of it, the function, right? Yeah. So I want to write a little bit of logic, and you know I, I just want to deploy this. I don't want to concentrate on you know all the fluff that's around, you know, to make it run, right? So I, I just want to write my little logic. But then there's the kicker, which is you know what is going to trigger the execution of the function. And that's why we called ourselves Trigger Mesh, because we consider that new applications in the cloud are a set of uh, triggers of functions, right? So you need functions, cloud services, and you need to write triggers. So what triggers the execution of the function? Uh, so to us, that's really what's exciting, what's very uh, challenging. So that's eventing. And, uh, and less so the, you know, the, the, the processing, because you could trigger things on a VM, you could trigger you know, an existing cloud service. So, you know, that's, that's really the, the, the difference, right? The, what triggers the execution of what? <laughs> so what, what do you commonly see people wanting to trigger? Like what types of things are people wanting to trigger? Obviously there's, you know, to me, I know there's a, a gazillion APIs out there and there's, there's always different things, but I would imagine that 
there are common scenarios that people want to to trigger. So what do you what do you actually run into? Yeah, so you know, lately we've done a lot of uh, in actually security uh, system, event-driven security notification, right? So it's it's actually you know pretty basic when you think about it, but it's hey, I have security events happening in you know in my enterprise or in the cloud, like you know maybe an attack, you know one of my system detected something that looks malicious and emitted an event, right? So we are basically consuming all those events, right? Security events, and then you know populating a sim and then sending them to you know some type of SOAR to perform some remediation action right so it's you know really event driven notification system and we work with uh, you know uh, an open source community uh, ONUG mm -hmm. uh, that has developed a, a model canonical model for security events called cloud security notification framework mm -hmm. CSNF and, and trigger mesh has been used as the uh, you know really the, the reference implementation of, of wow. CSNF in the, the security space there. That's pretty cool. And one of the things that you probably don't know about me is that, uh, because everybody, I think, associates me with cloud now, is but I actually spent about 30 years as a network security consultant. Okay. Cool. So, so yeah. I've, I've installed my fair yeah. share of firewalls and SIMs and, and, yeah. and every, yeah. every other kind of thing. But it's interesting how, how things have evolved because there, it used to be that you would buy a specialized package that would be just for security. That mm -hmm. would be like, you know, It'll it'll hook into your firewalls and it'll hook into your you know what what your applications and and, and anything else and and kind of get all that. And they were very expensive applications that would do this and then give you a dashboard. Now everything is is more distributed. Mm -hmm. So really, it's not that one application anymore. It's you want all the information. You yep. don't just want some of it. Yep. You want to know everything and you want to use that information for different purposes. You may want to use it for security. You may want to use it for monitoring. You may want to use it for telemetry. Yep. So so really now it's more of hey let's let's aggregate all that stuff and but but I guess to your you know to, to what you guys do we don't want to aggregate everything. We might just want to aggregate when something happens. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so you know what you're saying is very interesting, and you know very often trigger mesh we say you know we are we are multi-cloud, right? And and we have to be careful with the term because when you say multi-cloud, some people say oh your workload that's running in a VM you know in intersite suddenly needs to run in a VM in Google Cloud, right? So, but that's not exactly what we mean. It's not just pure processing and then sure. shifting the workload. It's really what you just described is that you, you now have you know, a, a very heterogeneous landscape of services and packages and security system and Salesforce and, and so on, right? So you have all those systems. This is multi-cloud, right? And, and, and now all these systems, they, they emit some type of notification, some type of events that you, know, you can consume, you should consume, and make sense of it and, and perform you know, whatever action, right? So that, that's really what we're trying to tackle uh, more than the actual FAS, you know, function part of things. Yeah, and by the way, you can use that and I won't charge you. So if you, if you, okay. if you like the way I described it, then that's, that's perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, that <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, so that's really what it is. It's more distributed. So yep. it's, 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 it's reacting to distributed messages, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, you know, CSNF with the, the security, uh, you know, problem, you know, was one, new, one use case. We have uh, PNC Bank who's using Trigger Mesh. You know, they, they've used us to, to build, a, uh, you know, their policy as code system. So totally, totally different scenario. But, 
you know, they get events from their CI/CD system, from Bitbucket, from ServiceNow, from SonarCube, right? Static code analysis, right? So you, you have all that information coming in. And what they're doing with us is that uh, basically they're collecting, aggregating all those events, and then using that to trigger, you know, talking triggering functions. So for them, the functions are actually, uh, you know, security assessment functions, right? Risk control analysis function. So they've coded those, those functions, right? And when they get the events, they say, oh, you know, is, you know, my code doing this properly or was this particular bit set, you know, properly, right? So they, they have those functions, serverless functions that, that get triggered. Uh, and then, you know, it, 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 it triggers another thing, which is to actually generate a manifest that says, hey, you know, this particular build has been properly you know, vetted and is auditable and, and things like this, right? So, you know, they call this, uh, you know, it's, it's in the field of DevOps governance. They've developed this policy as code framework, which is entirely event-driven and using our APIs. That's really neat. Um, yeah, and, and I think that, um, uh, where was I going with this? Sorry, I lost my train of thought now. I know, <laughs> you know the DevOps governance. So, you know, one, one use case, security, yeah, yeah. security notification. Yeah. Oh, that's know, where I was going with that. And then, yeah. and then another one here with PNC Bank, yeah. which is uh, you know uh, DevOps governance, policy yeah. as code. And again, it's this mindset of you know being event driven, reacting in real time, and that's where that's where we see the challenge, right? Yeah. So building those event driven systems, uh, which are core to serverless architectures, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, we're putting less emphasis on the actual function side of things. Yeah. So, so the other thing is is where do you do your alerting? This and this is not just for 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 your company, but a, what I see a lot of people figuring and trying to figure out, and there's different solutions for this. Is do you put something at the edge to to get the data or or, or aggregate it, and then only uh, only send stuff over that's needed, or do you send all the stuff over to a main hub, and then do it there? So some solutions believe that hey, we're only going to send the stuff that's you know, let's let's do as little as possible and, and you know, monitor it at the edge yeah. and then send, send just what's needed up to the solution. So where do you guys kind of fall into where you should do that stuff? Yeah, so we're very much, we're very much you know, a non-prem solution, yeah. you know, data center. Uh, we, we're seeing less use cases at the edge, even though you know, you've got things like you know, Cloudflare and you, know, you yeah, name yeah. it and lots of Cisco devices at the, at the edge and so on. It's a very valid use case, but you know, to be honest, you know, us, it's mostly you know pure data center, yeah, you know, yeah. on-prem, uh, you know, on-prem deployments, uh, and and that way, you know, we do the filtering, uh, you know, right there, uh, you know, uh, on-prem. So we don't have this this edge uh, scenario. I mean, we, we we talked to a manufacturing company, which was you know was dealing with lots of plants, and they needed yeah, yeah. to do or retail, of course, is another one. But uh, you know, we. We haven't had a, you know, a, a solid uh, customer, you know, in that realm. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me ask something, something totally different. But why are we at this point now? And I, th I might have asked you this last time, where we could just consume an open API, uh, you know, definition, and create events out of that automatically by pulling it down. Why can't we just do that? Why do we have to code at this point? Why can't we just say, hey, we know this is a get, we know this is a put, we know this is a, you know, why can't we just consume it and then use it in the software? 
Yeah, so you should come work for Trigger Mesh. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a very good, very good question, very pointy question. Yeah. You know, uh, one, we, we have an epic. I'm going to give you some secret sauce here. We have an epic going on in, in our development, uh, which is bridging REST APIs and event-driven APIs. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's right. what you need to do. So there is something which is called, I mean, they, so you got uh, open API specification for, mm -hmm. you know, typically REST API. And of course, the world is, you know, API first. Mostly REST, that's what yeah. people have in mind. But in terms of EDA, you have something like async API, where, mm -hmm. which says, hey, you know, uh, in this particular topic, uh, I'm publishing events with, you know, this particular schema, right? Uh, so that's what async API allows you to do. And what we're seeing more and more, so that would be a third use case of, of trigger mesh, is that we are seeing, uh, you know, more and more people wanting to bridge the world of REST APIs with asynchronous event-driven flows. That's right? cool. And it's not, uh, you know, it's not that obvious, uh, you know, to do it properly and, and, and give a, a developer experience that makes sense. Uh, but we're, we're, we're seeing it and it's two different worlds, right? Yeah. So that's why it's not that, uh, it's not that easy. And sometimes the, the conceptual model of people is, I mean, it's very different. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, but I've been saying for about 10 years that, you know, well, not 10 years, but since OpenAPI has been around, or yeah. Swagger, that, you know, that there should just be this orchestration system that just pulls from that. Now, I totally understand that not every OpenAPI spec is written to the way it should be. The off, mm -hmm. the off scheme is, is typically off, you know, a lot of times, and, you know, there's other things that are in there that break, they, they don't update them, you know, so I understand that, that use case. But you know, at this point in time, we should be up to this point in, in our life cycle of technology that you could just consume that because it is just HTTP, HTTPS. Yep. And you should just be able to be able to pull those down and say, I want to connect this to this. Yep. Little Lego pieces, bring them together. Yep. <laughs> so if you, look at, if you look at our repo, you'll see we have, uh, you know, we have something going on with, uh, with Kong, the API gateway. Yeah, I talked to them today. They were oh, yeah. on the show. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so we did a, an integration with Kong where you know, we have a, a plugin, so a Trigger Mesh plugin if you wish, but yeah. it's really a cloud event plugin. So we, we translate any REST uh, request um, into a cloud event which contains the information of you know, the HTTP method that was sent, the payload and so on. And, and then we deal with the event and, and it triggers you know, whatever flows uh, you know, behind it. So you know, we're, we're working on that front there. Uh, and, and I think that's a, it's a very promising and exciting uh, area. Yeah. That sounds really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you have, what's new in the world of, of you know, what you guys are doing out there? What's, what's I know we've talked probably, I don't know, six months ago or eight months ago. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, for us, I mean, uh, you know, still a young startup, so we're getting a mm -hmm. lot of feedback from, the, from those use cases, you know, uh, honing in on the, on the product and making it, you know, even easier to, to consume. So right now we're putting a lot of emphasis on uh, developer experience. So, you know, testing, you know, debugging, you know, monitoring, logging, you know, all of this. So there's the... There's, the, you know, making it easy for people to consume, mm -hmm. you know, the, the product, develop those flows that we mentioned, develop those, those integration with REST and, and EDA, uh, making it easy to monitor. So definitely once we go to production, since we're in production, you know, with several customers, uh, you know, how do you, how do you monitor all those components, right? Or how do you monitor your transformation of events and your, 
your filtering, your splitting of events, how does Prometheus, you know, we are here at Cloud Native Con, so how does Prometheus get the, the metrics from all those components and so on. So, you know, we, we really, uh, you know, are digging into uh, what's very important for the developers to, to stop writing the integrations and the, the EDAs. And at the same time, also what's very important uh, operationally once, once it gets deployed. So that's really a big, big focus right now. Which totally makes sense. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, when you're doing eventing, you want to see when it's executed, you want to see if it fails, you want to see the flow it goes through, yep. you want to be able to trace it all. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys looked at open telemetry at all for any of this? Yeah, or? yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, I mean, in terms of, in terms of metrics, you know, now all our components by default, uh, they, they have metrics for, you know, events in, events out, uh, number of errors, uh, you know, things like this, right? We have... Uh, repliers, I mean, it gets yeah. a bit technical, yeah, but yeah. if there's an application error, we can emit an event back out with the actual error and then the payload of the event that caused the error. I mean, there are lots of, you know, details that, are, you know, that are making it into the, the product based on, you know, using it and getting all the, the customer feedback and so on. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting to see. It. Yeah, that's one of the things that really excites me is, is seeing these products evolve from when they've started, you know, just... Yep. Because it's been a relatively small amount of time, and, and you, you guys have done a lot, as in a lot of companies that you know I've had on, and a lot of the different products. And I always get excited to see how they evolve and, and what they do, you know. Yep. And is you know, I think the best companies, and it sounds like this is what you're doing, really, really take it from the users and say, hey, what are the what are the problems we're trying to solve? Because it's very easy in a tech company to say, hey, I really like this. Let's geek out and. This sounds really cool, but is it something that you know is usable? Is it something that somebody wants you to do? You know, that's, so that, that's the that's the entire point of doing a startup. Is yeah. that I mean, of course you want to geek out, but you need to bring value to the customers, yeah. right? You need to solve a particular problem, you know, for them, right? Yeah. So definitely, we have a we actually a couple months ago we we onboarded a, you know a new product uh, manager, and uh, and, he, and he's actually uh, you know helping us a lot, really making sure that. Whatever we do, it's about bringing value, right? Bringing value to the customer, right? Because as tech people, you know, we're very good at geeking out, and you know, we need to make sure that uh, you know, whatever we do, whatever bug we fix, you know, it's really direct value that we bring. So yeah, and it's it's really easy to to kind of go down that that you know rabbit hole where you're just like, oh, this is really cool. We should try this. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. You know, but, but if it doesn't add value at the end of the day, then you're not really doing anything for the product. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's really cool. Um, so I asked this question a lot for, for, um, you know, the, since we're at KubeCon, what is it that you're interested in? What is it that, you know, you're, you come here and you're either, you saw the first day that you're, or since you've been here, uh, or, or that you, you wanted to check out while you're here? You know, what are, what are the things that you're, you're most interested in? Yeah, so I came, I mean, of course, you know, I've been, I've been going to the KubeCons, you know, I mean, since the beginning, I guess, yeah. you know, even, the, even before it was called KubeCon, uh, you know, first, w when it came out, what, Kubernetes 1.0, uh, you know, at, uh, it was OSCON uh, in, uh, in 2015. So, I mean, first it's great to, you know, be back after COVID, oh, yeah. right? And seeing everybody here, 7,000 people, yep. you know, that's really, really nice to, you know, to be back into the mix and seeing old friends and so on. So that's, that's really exciting. Second thing is that, uh, you know, we use Knative uh, under the hood in, uh, in Trigger Mesh. So Knative was given to uh, CNCF, 
Yeah, uh, that's and awesome. there was yeah, so it was great. So yesterday we had the first K Native Con. That's uh, so cool. Here. So it was good to you know it was good to be here and then see the other developers of uh, of K Native and so on. And, and now I'm also you know I'm maybe I don't know it's the evolution right of uh, growing up growing up <laughs> maybe if you could say it like this. But I, I I try not to geek out as much. Yeah. And I really look for. Um, the uh, you know user experience, all the talks from users that you know there was a talk by InfluxDB, so you know uh, about how they you know they deleted their entire production environment and so on. There's a talk by you know a bank and so on. So I really like to go to those talks and see those people who've been using Kubernetes plus the other you know CNCF uh, systems and and hear the feedback, hear how they present things, what have been what they've been struggling with and so on. So that that's really what I what I like. Yeah, yeah that's really interesting. I mean, I, I find that interesting too. And and you know, I, I just love having these conversations. You know, just because I love to learn about the new technology and and kind of keep up on this stuff. But I do find it extremely interesting to see what other people's perceptions on these these technologies are and on these talks. And you know, because I like to come at it at different ways, and I like to think about. I like to think that I think about it from multiple angles, and sometimes I didn't even think about it from, mm. from certain angles. So it's it's really really good to kind of get that perception and that validation that you know you're you're either doing it doing something in the way that people are thinking about it or learning about new ways of of, of doing things. Yes. Yeah, so the I mean the big thing for me lately has has really been that I mean there is some amazing technology, right? You you know eBPF and all the service mesh and so on. There's yep. lots of very interesting things happening. I'm a big fan of, you know, several years ago when OPA came out, I was like, oh my God, yep. this is amazing, writing policies, right? I was very excited by this. So, the, you know, technology always evolves and it's going to be great and we're going to be, you know, in awe of, you know, new things coming up. Uh, but one thing I'm, I'm being very sensitive about these days uh, is the complexity. Yes, right? me too. So, uh, I want to say three or four months ago, I went to a meetup. Uh, in Geneva, you know, first meetup, first Kubernetes meetup after COVID, you know, and we still had the mask, but I went there and I listened to somebody who was fairly new in the in the space present Kubernetes plus Kong plus <laughs> Knative plus the, and I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this is so complicated. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you know, for for people, you know, joining and you know having to understand the APIs and understand the concepts and so on and. And it was a bit of a, a shocker to me because I've, you know, I've been in it for a while and, you know, I, I understand, and, you know, no issue. But here I was and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is such a complicated stack, right? So I think we have to be very careful to understand that, you know, for a lot of people, it's still very complicated. Uh, and, and, and we have to be, yeah, extremely uh, cognizant of the fact that, you know, what, to, to, to operate, to develop and so on, you know, there is a lot of... Uh, cognitive load to, uh, to take on. Yeah, and that's something that we, we I actually had this exact conversation, I forget, because I've had so many of these talks today, but, but um, you're doing I, good, you're, yeah. almost, you're, you're almost done. <laughs> almost done. <laughs> I've had so many of these talks today, but they're really interesting talks, so stay tuned. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the exact conversation I had is that, you know, with Kubernetes and with all these different uh, aspects of things that you have to think about, like, you're creating this application, it's microservices. Okay, well, what do I have to do to split up the application? Okay, then I take those microservices. Do I want them to be um, on-prem or do I want them to be in the cloud? Or do I want to be multi-cloud? Okay, well maybe I need a service mesh and then well, how do I get my telemetry? Do I get it through a service mesh? Or do I get it through, you know, 
you know, all these things that you have to consider, I said, from, from somebody looking in from the outside that hasn't been in this space, I took it, you know, as things came out, I started to learn about it, you know, yeah. so obviously that's a much easier yeah. way of doing it. But if you're coming in, you're seeing all these things and you're thinking about, oh, well, I got to get into this. Yeah. And then you just see that all that stuff, you're going to be really intimidated. Yeah. And it's not only, you know, people getting in and, and having to learn things. It's also that, I mean, we have lots of interest from financial you know, yeah. companies and, and lately we've been, we've been you know, working very actively with, you know, a big bank. And, and the, the experience of you know, who we're dealing with, uh, it's Java developers working on the IDE. Yep. And they don't want to write YAML. They don't, <laughs> they don't know there is Kubernetes. They're just writing Java. And then they, have, they almost have a button. I'm exaggerating. But yeah. they have a deploy button. And you know gets a jar, gets deployed. And, and, and they don't want to get out of that environment. No. Yeah. Right? So when you talk to them about, oh yeah, but the new way of doing things in cloud native with a declarative API, and then you have those manifests and you decompose things and so on. I mean, it's totally foreign to them and that's not what they want. Yeah. Right? They want to stay in their IDE and, and you know, get, the, get the apps deployed. Yeah. So you need to be very aware of um, you know, this difference in, in uh, you know, uh, you know, experience, you know, developer experience, operational experience, uh, and, and, and knowledge of the technology, because it's easy here in the bubble, yep. right? You're totally in a bubble at KubeCon, right? Yeah. Uh, 7,000 people who know Kubernetes, right? Uh, but when you get out, it's not the case. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. <laughs> and that goes back to my argument of, I don't understand why there's not an API already written for that can just register a new service as it comes. So use it as part of the writing within Go or Java or whatever, that as this comes on, it automatically communicates with Kubernetes and the service mesh and whatever it needs and just self-registers. No YAML files, get rid of YAML files. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's, let's make the applications have the intention of what they want to do. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, you know, the, the way you describe it makes me think about something Brendan Burns talked about very early in Kubernetes. It was called metaparticle. Uh, but yeah, was this idea of, you know, you, you just want to code and then, yeah. you know, it should just, yeah. you know, do its own thing. Yeah, right? like tell it where uh, pl yeah. placement is cluster one, a, yeah. <laughs> whatever, the pod A or something like that, yeah. or, you know, and then... Yeah. You know whether what cloud it's in or whatever else it needs you know you should be able to tell it that intent and in code so when it comes up yep. if it needs another one then another one comes up you know and yeah. as you bring them up it automatically registers and does yeah. what it needs i feel like we have to get smarter on how we do it i always think of steve jobs and you know what he you know you got to simplify and get this stuff so that it's so easy that somebody can just say yeah hey i'm going to focus on creating the code and, and then everything else is automatic. It's, it's, it's UX, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so, it, yeah, it's UX in general. Right? Yeah. How, how are people going to consume this and how are they going to, to use it? Yeah. So definitely, you need, to be, you need to be extremely aware of this. So it's a big focus right now at, at Trigger Mesh, right? Because, I mean, uh, it's not that we were extremely bad at it you yeah. know, before, but right now, because we are... We are, you know, uh, deployed, you know, in several several places. We're getting that feedback, and people are telling us, "Hey, actually, you need to do a better job here, right? Because, you know, this is a bit hard to to consume, right? So now we are we're being, you know, extremely aware of, uh, yeah, we 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 need to simplify things and, and, and make it easy for people. 
Yeah, I, th I think that's one of the one of the cool things that I think you know when I when I came over to Cisco and I talked to the Meraki folks, one of the cool things they do is they have this little help like uh, you know requests or, or suggestion box on the bottom, mm -hmm. and you can just click that and suggest anything, and then they have a big monitor that shows like a word, mm. you know thing, and it shows like what is being most requested at this time, and I think that's great because what that does is it makes it so that your your customers are telling you directly what they want yeah. and based on. The amount of need, let them show you. You yeah. know, I, f I forget what it was. Was it um, the Mac was supposed to be for something else? But I think it was Quark Express that made it like a, a mm. publishing workhouse. And they said, "Well, we didn't intend it for this, but that's what people are saying they want. Let's yeah. do it." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. Anyway, I always enjoy having you on the show. It's been great. Uh, where can people find you? Just to you know, is it on LinkedIn or Twitter? Or, uh, you know? Twitter. <laughs> At Trigger Mesh, uh, me personally at Sebgoa. Uh, yeah. You know we're we're on LinkedIn, of course. GitHub, you know GitHub.com/slash Trigger Mesh. We're gonna be at Cisco Live as well. So oh, awesome. I don't have the exact time slot, but we'll be we'll be at Cisco Live. I think we're also doing a you know webinar there and so on. So uh, yeah, I'll be able to see you again then. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, pleasure. All right. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. All right.